And my wife is seated again in this as I preach this message. She's a witness. I made it a priority up to tomorrow to at least find time. I have traveled across the nations for the last 34 years. And much of that time, my children were young. But from 1998, it became a living reality to me that I can be a success story in ministry and be a failure at home. It came to my mind very clear that instead of being the hero to my sons, I may be something else to them and to my daughters. And that day changed my life as a father. And I hope it changes yours. I hope this testimony changes yours. I wasn't even to share it. But I needed to squeeze it in because it helped me. And I believe it will help a father who knows he has to work to, bring, to provide food for his children. He has to finish this PhD study. He has to go out of the country to study so that he can get a paid, better paying job or be economically empowered. But have you been watching what is going on in the lives of your son, in the lives of your sons, in the lives of your daughters? I have made mistakes as a father. You too have done that. But are you watching? Are you watching according to the word of the Lord? Are you watching? Are you watching for that thief that comes at midnight? That person that comes? My goodness, how do I get out of this? Because I need to move on. Do you know? Have you seen? Have you sensed? Have you discerned when the morals of your children are taking an old dive? Are you in a position to know when something is wrong? We can celebrate Father's Day. I have a date to be taken out as a father today. And I know you do. But what is the use of taking a very expensive meal? And be celebrated and celebrate a day and an event. While in, the, in reality the thief is wrecking havoc in the lives of your children. To bring this message, to bring this point home, I want us to go to Matthew chapter number 13 and verse 24 to 27. This message needs to be heard. And as I say, it is not a referendum against men or against fathers. But I strongly believe that my son 
My firstborn son would not be in ministry today, Reverend Stephen Bai, would not be in ministry today if that man of God never took me to that restaurant for lunch and spoke to me like a man, right on the point. If he never looked at them, I, I and congratulated me and clapped at me, you know, he gave me a clap, you know, he, he gave me an applause in a restaurant, in a dining restaurant. Uh, but he decided to look at me and tell me the painful truth. Told me, if you continue with your ministry schedule the way you're doing it, and forget that you are a father and you have two young sons that are growing up, they will hate your God. And most likely they will never serve your God. He told me, create time for your children in your busy ministry schedules. And I thank God today that God, that man, helped me out. And today I pray that I be that man that will help you out. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24, another parable Jesus put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. And while men slept, oh, oh, and while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Oh my goodness. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares, then, then, that time, the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Where did they come from? The servants wanted to know, Master, we were there when you were planting seed. We were there when we, you were planting good seed on this field. We are witnesses of how much time you spent to prepare the ground, to raise your kids in a godly way, to raise them the best way you can. We never witnessed the tares. We never saw anybody plant tares. He never did it when we were there. But in reality, the tares are here. How did they come here? Sir, did you not sow good seed in the field, in the farm? How then does it have tares? This question today is in the minds of so many fathers. It's in the minds of so many fathers. Our children today are an endangered species. We are raising children against the advices of so many other sources. Our children are no longer just hearing from us as fathers or mothers. They're not just hearing us as parents today. They are listening to so many others. The information that is in the mind, that is entering the minds of our children is coming from so many sources. And you, ask, you wonder why the tears or bad behavior or bad choices or bad decisions, where they're coming from? When we were young in early 60s, the world was different. 
in Africa where we come from or where we live, our home. We didn't have a lot of, in the early 60s, we didn't have a lot of televisions in, in households. We don't have television. We had radios. Probably one in a village or two. Information was limited. I don't remember reading a newspaper when I was a child. They existed. But they were never sold in our village where I grew up. They were only sold to the airlight club in the cities. But our children in the 20th century, in the 21st century, your son and your daughter is not just relying on all that they hear from you. If you are there to, for them to hear your voice. Today we have print media. We have the electronic media. We have social media. The worst of it all. They are hearing, they are receiving information. Hour by hour, minute by minute. They are in touch with information. They are in touch with somebody else. Who is not you. Who is not their mother. Who is not their brother. Who is not their sister. They are in touch. They have cell phones today. They have computers. They have tablets. They have iPads. And all that system is going into their, all that information is going into their young heads. Our children are an endangered species. And on this Father's Day 2020, I want to appeal to every father to wake up to the reality that the thief, the midnight thief, is moving around. He is he's moving around in every family because we cannot match the amount of information. As fathers, we don't have time. We cannot match the amount of information that is getting to our children every day. But we can teach our children values. Values, values, godly values that will make them choose or make a choice or a decision between what they watch on television and the values you have taught them. What they read in magazines and what, you have, what they have seen practically or being practiced, the life that is lived at home, between what they watch or see on social media, and your child, your son and your daughter rises up and says, my dad never told me this, my mom never told me this, I never saw this at home. They are not the children that are going to question what they hear or what they see. The children that are going to rise up and question social media or question the information that is coming to them from school, from college, from television, from the print media, from social media. 
The children that are going to question those things are those that have been taught values by their own fathers and mothers at home. It is what they grew up to see. It is what they woke up to see every day. It's what they heard in their homes every day when they are young. It's what they were taught in Sunday school, in church, in teens church. It's what they saw and the word of God that was fed in them that is going to make them filter the information that they hear or they see today is what is going to make them question the status quo. But if they never saw it lived at home, then don't blame them when they choose who to get it from or where to get it from. Fathers, my heart goes for those fathers. who like the servants of this farmer have this question. Did I not sow good seed? Did I not teach my son? Did I not teach my daughter that good, bad company corrupts good morals? The question is, then how how then does it have tears? The Bible says this farmer went to his farm after preparing it and planted choice wheat. And I know you've done it, Father. My brother, I know you've done it to your children. There is no father who will buy children cigarettes. Probably there is one, but very few. It's illegal probably in every government under the sun. You go to jail for it. There are very few fathers who would buy beer for their children for breakfast. There are very few fathers who will buy phonographic videos or magazines for their children. I question whether they exist in the living memory in this world that we live in, probably in Mars or in the moon. And it's possible for you to ask to find yourself in this point. Asking, who taught my son all this? Who taught my daughter all this? I told them good things. Don't condemn yourself, my brother. Don't concern, condemn yourself, my sister. If your son or your daughter has made wrong choices, that is not because you made mistakes or you are never there. Some of us have been there. When they grow up, they make choices for themselves. When they grow up, they make decisions for themselves. And if they don't choose Jesus, then there's always alternatives out there. The devil will always, the thief will always give them an alternative.